We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack-A-Day podcast. Happy weekend. It is Saturday. Your Saturday crew is back. I am Jason Perrone of the Pack-A-Day podcast, Game on Wisconsin, Pulse of the Pack, and the Quick Slants podcast, along with Mark Eckel of Packer Report and Paul Brettel of Dairyland Express, Cheesehead TV, and the Unrestricted Packers podcast, or Packers Unrestricted podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll get it. I know, I'll get it down at some point. As always, Mark Eckel on the East Coast. It is warming up here in the Phoenix area. How are we looking out there in the Carolinas? No, today was awful. I mean, <laughs> cold. And when, well, yesterday they warned it. This is crazy. So yesterday we get a warning, like from the government or whoever puts some warnings out, and then from my my own local um, resort management association telling us there's a storm coming in, take everything off your balcony, be careful, do this, do that. Okay, so we did all that. Oh, shit, and you know, the storm's coming in. Because, you know, I'm right on the water, so a storm could be bad, right? Well, it got a little windy. It didn't even rain. It might have rained for a minute. But it was nothing. You're like, oh, okay, well, that was that was nothing. <laughs> so I had to put all my stuff back on the back. Well, today, they didn't warn us about this. Today was windy as can be, and about 40-something degrees. So terrible down to be terrible, terrible weather down down here today. I hope it warms up as the weekend goes along. I, I should be on the beach by now. I should be, like, going on the beach every Like, last year at this point, I was on the beach every day by now. 
Yeah, um, the only solace the only solace I can offer to you, Mark, is that at least it was, we're we're not out of March yet, and officially it is actually still officially winter. So, True. but but you know you've got expectations. You know, the Mother Nature has expectations she has to fulfill. Does she not understand this, Mark? You control I, you control transactions in the NFL. How do you not control the weather? I don't. I I have I don't know. I have no. I'm bad with the weather this year. My 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 weather's my picks on the weather my weather predictions have been as bad as my NCAA basketball predictions so far. All right, well, I don't know. We a day into it. <laughs> well, for those of you listening to this and our Wisconsin Badgers fans, congratulations on the Badgers victory on Friday here in the Phoenix area. No surprise, we hit, we topped eighty. Looks like we're out of the cold part of the winter, as we we call it here in the Phoenix area, which means as long as it stays above sixty five, we're okay. And perfect segue over to Paul Brettel in the Dairyland State of Wisconsin. It is the Packers Unrestricted Podcast. There it is. That's what it is. So what's happening in the Dairyland State, Paul, weather-wise? How are we looking? It is 60s, sunny. As Jason just said, the Badgers won. I am all in. I'm ready to get my heart broken. Let's play Baylor on Sunday. And don't forget to put your sunscreen on. I know you're going to be outside. Uh, are you? Are you? You're, so is this like? Do you trust it yet? Are you gassing up the lawnmower or not quite? No, not the lawnmower yet. But we did <laughs> on Tuesday. We got like three or four inches of snow, but it melted within a day or so. So fingers crossed. That was kind of the last bit of at least snow. It's still gonna. We're still gonna have days where it's going to be 40s, 30s. But hopefully the snow is gone. Yeah. All that does is melt and yeah, water the grass, I guess. Yeah. So, all right, this might so be the first time I had the coldest weather. Could be, that might be. It could very I well. Get, I, might, I might have to get on a plane, and fly up to Wisconsin. <laughs> it could be. Come up, come up to the Dairyland State for a little while. Make sure you, you know, it'll be different by the time you get here, though. I know. It's a problem. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be eighty when I leave. That's right. I'll, I'll leave. It'll go up to eighty, and it'll be thirty-five when I get to Wisconsin. It's like changing lanes in traffic. When you try to change lanes to beat the traffic, then that lane jams up, and the lane you were in starts moving. So just stay where or you're at. at the grocery or the grocery store. Always. Yeah, it never fails. I always. The longest line. line. <laughs> I, no, it's not even the longest. Just the slowest. Like I'll get to the line where the lady has like eighteen thousand coupons. That yes. And questions. Or yeah. Or yeah. Or like you know yeah. Oh uh, oh that's how, oh I thought that was on sale. No, no that's you had to get the. Oh, well, let me go back and get the oh, – you want to just straggle. <laughs> yeah, anymore. Well, anymore, if you're going through a line with a person checking people out, then you probably have questions. That's just the way I see it with the self-checkout as long as it's been around. But. Well, their lines are longer. And then and that's, and down here, I, I don't want to sound judgmental to people now, but they really don't know how to use those. <laughs> so the, that's the worst line to get in because people – they're always stopping it. How do I do that? What do I do now? And the lady got to come over and show them how to use it, and then you're there another hour. <laughs> if the lady's even aware that the light's flashing, so but anyway, exactly. Well, I guess I guess spoiler alert, everybody out there. The Packers didn't do a whole heck of a lot this week. Otherwise, we would have jumped right in. But we thought for sure. We tried. I guarantee you. Our we were chatting. Paul, Mark, and I were chatting early on Friday. And longer than we usually do because we had a lot of stuff to talk about. And we were throwing some ideas out into the universe. The universe just didn't cooperate with us. We didn't have any transactions to talk about. But the Packers did. The Packers did suffer a loss. It was not a player that they were interested in bringing back. But Montrevious Adams ends up with the New England Patriots. 
The Packers losing some depth on the defensive line. Mark Eckel, if those of you who follow this show closely, it, we've got to start with Mark. And your thoughts on Montrevious Adams moving on. He will not be back with the Packers. Spoiler alert, yeah. Mark's heartbroken. <laughs> Listen, I, I wish him well. He's in the AFC, so I'm not that worried. Uh, the Packers don't play the Pats next year. He was always a bet. Now, the Pats are playing a 4-3 these days. Am I correct on that? Well, they I mean, I, I don't know. They've signed so many different players lately. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're overhauling their entire roster or what. I mean, he's a, he, I've always thought he was a much better fit as a 4-3 tackle than as a 3-4 end. Um, listen, I mean, they were, there was no way the Packers were bringing him back. Um, good luck. I mean, I, I'm not going to badmouth him on, on the way out the door. But, you know, good luck. I was hoping – I was actually hoping he got a little more money and the Packers might get a, a compensatory pick out of it. But yeah. Uh, they probably won't. Well, and the significance here is he's a third-rounder. It's a third-round pick, so well, that's not really a slouchy – not really a slouchy pick. But, yeah, I think same thing. They they were hoping that he could maybe convert a little bit, and it just didn't end up happening. And we've talked about the defensive line and the depth on the defensive line, and free agency is an area where the Packers might want to focus some attention to bolster some of that depth. So not necessarily Adams, but, Paul, it's one less big body up front, and they also didn't tender Tyler Lancaster. So we're going to see a different uh, different group of big guys this season. Yeah, this group is incredibly thin. I mean, it's Kenny Clark, Kingsley Kiki, Dean Lowry, and then there's Willington Prevalent and Anthony Rush, two primarily practice squad players last year. So, I mean, regardless, they need to get Kenny Clark help inside just to try to bolster the the production from that unit. But they also just need more bodies because obviously they're not going to go and they're not going to go into the season with five, but you can't do that, especially with two back end of the roster players. So right up there with cornerback, right up there with uh, at least offensive tackle in my book, interior defensive line is a need that has to be addressed. And I've said it on here before, but if they can find a way to do that in free agency, one name that I like is Jarrell Casey. Um, and I don't think he's going to break the bank by any means, whether the Packers are going to pursue him, who knows at this point. But that's someone that I would, I think they could bring in. And they don't need to land. I mean, they already have Kenny Clark. That's huge. It's, they don't need to go find this stud defensive player to come in. Obviously, that would be nice. But they just need someone to add to the rotation. If Kiki can take another step forward, if they can add someone new to the mix, lighten Dean Lowry's load a little bit, I think that you can have a productive unit there. But in addition to that, they also just need some depth players as well. I know that it's kind of the outlier type situation. This isn't what all teams are going to do, but we've talked about how this year, sit back and wait. It might be worth your while. Teams are going to start to realize that they want to move on from certain players. The draft is also going to influence some of that decision-making. But earlier this week, the Bears made several moves, and one of those moves that they made was allowing their big defensive lineman, their stud, Akeem Hicks and his agent, to seek a trade from the Chicago Bears, it is also rumored that Hicks was offered up as part of the package that the Bears sent to Seattle for quarterback Russell Wilson. Seattle did not end up trading Russell Wilson. He's not available in a trade. I think teams that that may signal to some other teams in the league that the Bears may just end up cutting Hicks if they can't find a trade partner and teams would rather try to negotiate their own deal with him. But is this... Let's, you know, real quick round table. Paul, we'll start with you. We'll go snake draft style here. Back to Paul, Akeem Hicks. Is it even possible? I mean, you can't say you wouldn't want a Hicks on your team, but is it even possible? 
Oh, I'd absolutely love Akeem Hicks on this team next to Kenny Clark. I mean, that what a dynamic duo. But from the Packers' standpoint, I don't see that being possible. One, there's the cost to acquire him. Two, it's the Bears. The last place they'll want to trade him is within the division. And then three, Hicks also said that wherever he goes, he wants to land a new deal as well. And he's going to get a, you know, a decently lucrative one at that, being as productive and as good as he is. So in a perfect world, if we could wave our magic wand and make it happen, I would have already done it, but I just don't see it being in the cards for Green Bay. Enjoy Jacksonville, Akeem Hicks, then. Uh, Mark, <laughs> I, again, I, I'm sure Akeem Hicks in green and yellow would not be the worst thing on earth, but are you echoing Paul's sentiments, or do you feel otherwise? Yeah, no, I mean, in terms of trade, yeah, there's zero percent. Not in the division, zero, yeah. Less than zero. They're not, not going to trade him to the Packers. And even if the Packers offered more than anybody else for him, they, they, no, the Bears will not trade him. They, they don't want to face him twice a year. They don't want to make a team that's already better than them, even that much more better than them. So, no, he's not getting traded. Now, if he's cut, hmm, I, I don't think there's a good chance, but there's – Five percent. I mean, there is a chance if he maybe wants to get back at the Bears, um, if he's willing to take a deal that's backloaded, where the Packers can, you know, keep his cap number low this year because they have to. They don't have a whole lot of money to spend. Um, then there's there's always a chance. I mean, maybe. I mean, uh, again, like, and we were talking about this earlier earlier today when we was talking. It's every player is a little bit different. Some guys want the money. And I, and I can't blame them for that. I'm not telling them not to take more money from somebody. But do you want to win, or do you want, to, or, do you, or do you want to make a lot of money playing for a team that might go eight and eight, or do you want to take less money but maybe go to a Super Bowl? Akeem Hicks, Akeem, if the Packers got a guy like Akeem Hicks, I got to make them the favorites and to, to win the NFC. I know. I mean, they might be anyway. They might be the favorites if they don't do anything from here on out and, and just draft well. Um, I mean, it's hard to repeat, so Tampa has that going against them. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it all depends. I'm not going to say there's zero as of, but I think they're going to trade them. They'll get something. I mean, like the Rams got, a, what, a seventh-round pick for, for Michael Brockers, mm-hmm. which was a steal. Yeah, um, I mean, Michael Brockers isn't as good as Hicks, but he's, he's better than getting He's better than a seventh-round pick. But they, at least they got something. Um, the, the Raiders have been having a a fire sale trading off offensive linemen for next to nothing. Um, so, I mean, although I, I think they, they got a third-round pick for the, for the one guy, so that wasn't too bad. Um, so, I mean, I, yeah, I think some team gives the Bears a, a low pick, um, and he winds up with another. I, I hope it's an AFC. Yeah, he's 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 been a he's been a beast. He's, he's been a beast for Chicago. Now, they haven't fared well because – that what they may not realize is that their issue isn't necessarily their defense. It's that they don't have a quarterback. They still haven't, they that's still don't have a quarterback. And that's what are we going on? 50 years here. I mean, I know they won that one, they won that one Super Bowl, but they just, well, McMahon was okay when he was healthy. Yeah, he was well. He was and okay. he was okay when he, you know, but he was never, he was hurt every other year. Right. Things, things changed. Charles Martin. So that was then. For those of you that don't know that reference, you know, watch. I'm surprised you remember. You're older than that. Watch with caution. Oh, I remember when that happened. It was a big deal. It was a huge, huge deal. I had just, I had just moved to Wisconsin from the state of Illinois, and I was a young, impressionable youngster who hadn't gotten into football yet. So fortunately, I didn't have to give up the Bears. I never even started. 
that habit. I just picked up the Packers from the very beginning. But as far as you know, defensive, I, I mean, I talk about you're saying the, yeah, the Bears defense isn't pretty, but they're taking some hits on the team. Mm-hmm. Like, if they lose Hicks and Fuller, and you know, I don't know who, who else they may, if anyone else. Oh, then they they lost a defensive tackle to um to New England, right? Dallas. Oh, Dallas. He signed with Dallas. I think so. His name's escaping me right now, but I, mean, I know he's they. He's pretty have... good. Robin, mm-hmm. Is it Robbins? Robertson? I can't remember who the guy is. I should notice, but I don't. Um, so their their defense, it'll still be okay, but it, losing three pretty good players, you know, three stars and Hicks and Fuller are probably you know two of their top five players. Well, who do you think is ticked off right now, Eddie Jack? Why do you think Eddie Jackson is ticked off? Because he's losing. The ability he's going to have, to, he's like, I'm going to have to cover these receivers for ten seconds. There's no one to rush the passer anymore. It's Khalil Mack and and who else? I mean, so it's it's tough when you lose those. But you mentioned Kyle Fuller, the cornerback. Now Kyle Fuller hasn't been released, but he's expected to be released yeah. by the Bears as of Friday. The transaction report didn't reflect that that had happened yet. But the Packers two seasons ago had Fuller signed to an offer sheet. He was a restricted free mm-hmm. agent. The Bears matched it. And the Packers drove up the price. The Bears matched, and he's making a ton of money, and that's why the Bears now have to cut bait because they make poor financial decisions. Remember the that remember when your team doesn't. Those of you who are complaining about the Packers not doing much, uh, there's reasons for that. And the and just understand the Packers have a, a long track record of success both financially and in winning games. But Kyle Fuller, here's another. That's another position cornerback that the Packers are probably going to need to fortify in in free agency. Now the cornerback market. Patrick Peterson signed with the Vikings for one year, $10 million. That was interesting to me, especially given that Xavier Rhodes was out there. He's got history with the team. Mike Zimmer, I think he could have been had for less, and he knows Mike Zimmer, but there's obviously a reason why the Vikings didn't want to go back down that that road. But So, you know, Kyle Fuller is back out there. Do you think, knowing what we know, we've got three years' worth of sample size, do we think Goody, I mean, we know Goody's going to be in the conversation, but I know Hicks wasn't as, as possible, but Paul... Kyle Fuller at cornerback. This one I'm more in on because of the the Packers' past pursuit of him. And it wasn't just, you know, oh, we looked into him. Like you said, Jason, they, uh, you know, he signed the offer sheet, and it was four years, I think, $56 million, $18 million guaranteed. Like, I, I know it was a few years ago, but they, I mean, they put out a big contract for him. And since then, he was an all-pro He's been a pro bowler, uh, very steady since that 2018 season, that all-pro year. And so I think that – I wrote an article at Dairyland Express going over this, but because of that, my interest has peaked a little bit. Expectations are still tempered. I'm not sitting here thinking it's going to happen, but it's it's at least worth monitoring in my opinion. And then we think about Fuller coming here. Uh, Joe Barry's defense, it's a spinoff of what Vic Fangio ran. Uh, when he was with the Bears, so there's going to be that understanding of it that Fuller's going to have, and it's a huge need for the Green Bay Packers, and if somehow they were able to pull this off and get Fuller here, that combination of him and Jair Alexander out on the boundaries would be just phenomenal for this team. What what an upgrade that would be over Kevin King. I was just going to say, that would be be a good upgrade, a really nice upgrade. mm -hmm. But Overall, my expectations are still very low on this, but it, like I said, it's worth monitoring. And one team in addition to that that I've seen has been reported is, of course, Denver, because I mentioned Joe Barry runs a Vic Fangio-style defense. You know who else runs a Vic Fangio-style defense? Vic Fangio and the Denver Broncos. <laughs> and so there's that familiarity there, and the Broncos have a lot more cap space than what the Packers do. 
so like Mark said, it comes down to, you know, is, is it money, which, Hey, I don't, I don't blame them at all. I would probably do the same thing, but if there's that, you know, that opportunity for, you know, to sign with a, a Super Bowl contender, stick it to your division rival a little bit. Maybe Adrian Amos is sending them some text messages, making some phone calls about how fun it is up here in Green Bay and winning those games. You never know. And it'd be a it would be a fantastic addition for Green Bay if they would be able to pull it off. They would take some cap maneuvering because they're just under the cap. So there's we'll get into Rodgers, but there's a restructured potential there. Uh, Devontae Adams extension. Both of those would likely have to be uh, made those those restructures and extensions to clear the cap space that's needed, but you never know. Like I said, because of the past interest, it's at least worth keeping our eye on. Yeah, Fuller Fuller in a Packers uniform wouldn't be the worst thing. I I think a lot of these players and JJ Watt reminded me of this. He brought me back down to earth a little bit. Listen, these guys have a limited amount of years in their life where they can make this kind of money and make it last for the rest of their lifetime. So they want the bag. They're going to take the bag, and we need to. I think fans need to stop giving athletes a hard time for taking the money and not necessarily going for the winning. I mean, if you happen to get both, great. That's wonderful. But at the end of the day, these guys need to get paid and they've got a lifestyle to maintain and upkeep. And that's, that's just kind of the, the way it goes. Mark on Kyle Fuller. I don't know if we've really. Okay. I love him. Okay. Love him. He's the only guy of all the, I'll use your guys word of all the buzz that's been out here. I'm, I'm using that word a lot now. Buzz. Of all the buzz that's been going on in free agency. I didn't want Patrick Peterson on the Packers. I didn't want Will Fuller on the Packers. I didn't want J.J. Watt. Yeah, okay, not not at what he got. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even give him close to what what the, what the Cardinals gave him. Um, Fuller, I would I would do whatever I could. Um, that's. I mean, the pack. I've been I've been beating this drum since the middle of the season that they need a corner. I, I think they need like three corners, but. Um, they definitely need a, a, a qual, and then that makes it like we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Did they sign a fuller? Now they don't have to draft a corner at twenty nine. They but could. They, sh- they should they still. Very well could. They should still draft Asante Samuel. Absolutely. I like Asante Samuel. I don't. I don't. I know people think I don't like Asante Samuel. I like Stokes from Georgia better because he's a better player. But you know, they don't have to. Right now, they have to take a corner. If they don't do anything in free agency, nothing. They have to draft a corner. At twenty nine or move up in early second, they have they can't go with what they have at corner right now. They just can't. They can't go with Alexander and and who? I don't even right. know. Who. Right. So and they have to. But if you sign Fuller now, if you want to draft Stokes or Samuel or anybody, uh, the kid from Syracuse whose name I can't pronounce, um, whoever they could, you know, they could do anything they want. But they don't have to. If if a better lineman is there, take the lineman. If a better Wide receiver, whatever they can do, whatever they want because it's not a desperate, desperate need. And Fuller's good. Fuller, I mean, he's still good. He's not like he's you know banged up like Richard Sherman. People talk about. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset if they signed Sherman, long as it, as it wasn't good. He's but he's thirty two. He's been banged up a little bit. I don't. When a guy's in his thirties and he starts getting hurt, then he he doesn't stop getting hurt. That's why I'm not. You know, on some of these older guys, um, and like like Paul said, Fuller, it's not just that the Packers wanted wanted him a couple of years ago. He wanted them too because he signed the shit. He signed it. He didn't know the Bears were going to match it. He had, you know, he, he didn't know when he signed it. He thought he was, he was going to be a Green Bay Packer. Bears matched it and 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 kept him. So he went back back there. Um, and I, as we were when we were talking about this earlier in the day, 
you know, he goes to the Denver is a possibility, obviously, because of his he like if him and Fangio are tight, that's always a that's always a common thing sometimes in free agency where a player will will go to his former coach if they got along well. Um, but you go to Denver. I mean, really, is Denver eight and eight probably even with or without Fuller? I mean, they're not much more than eight and eight. Are they? Am, am, am I missing something with the Broncos? No, they're not. They're not going to be. They're not going to be very good. But it's all about no. the bag. It's all about that bag. Well, but again, how much? I mean, right? If, if Denver's offering them, you know, three years at forty million or more, and the Packers are offering them three years at twelve million, well, yeah. I mean, I, I can't blame them there. But if it's close, I mean, he's going to Denver. Has the guy? Has Fuller ever won a playoff game with the Bears? Well, no, because the only uh, they've only been in two playoff games. They lost them both. They lost the Parky right. Doink and then this pass to the Saints. Right, so he's never won a playoff game. If he goes to Denver, guess what? He's going to end his career never winning a playoff game. There's got to be a little bit of competitive fire in a player, right, to, to finally win something or have a chance to win something. And then on the other side, if you're looking at just ego and individual performance, he goes to Denver. He's facing Patrick Mahomes twice a year. He's facing Herbert twice a year. Carr, eh, okay. But, I mean, that's four real tough games right off the bat. He comes to Green Bay. He's facing Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, and whoever the Bears throw out there. Andy Dalton, I guess, for, for now. And a lot, that's a lot of possible picks for him. That's true. Right? Sure. I'm just sure. saying. Yep. Sure. He's not going to get picks from, from Mahomes and, and uh, uh, Herbert as, as easily as he would from from the three Stooges that the Packers are going to face twice a year. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, right. I'm yeah. just being honest, right? No, it's, it's, no, you're, you're, yeah, you make a great, no, you make a great point. I mean, there's a lot, and the other thing I said earlier today in our conversation is if you want to look at it from, I mentioned this before, the family aspect, uh, he only has to get on the, you know, it's only a three hour drive. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. To Green Bay right now versus going all the way to. Or, I mean, or a twenty minute flight. It, it, you know, Denver's Denver's a cool city, up and coming. It's you know, there's a lot of factors, a lot, a lot of things to take into consideration there too, with a lot of these players that we don't know about that factor into their decisions. We just want them to come play because we're like, hey, just come make the money and just you know make it work and make it happen. But there's a lot that goes into some of these things here too. But in talking there, about, there may be another team involved too. We don't know. We don't oh, know of course, another, that always happens. The teams that get well, that's look. Did, did anyone say anything about the Cardinals and JJ Watt? So then it ended up being a team that wasn't even mentioned in the media or in the in the on the no no buzz. There was no buzz 
exactly. around J.J. Watt and the Arizona Cardinals. But to get back to your point, Mark, and Paul, this is your, your adage about don't pigeonhole yourself in the draft because the Packers don't sign a cornerback. They go into the draft. What are they going to have to do in the first round, which you have, have said many times you don't want to have to do with your draft picks? Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Yeah, 100%. The cornerback position, interior defensive line, those are the two big ones in my book that can just give them that absolute freedom to, like Mark said, do whatever, do whatever the heck they want. They still should, you know, even if they were to address both those positions in free agency, they should still try to address those positions in the draft. But you don't have to. You can take whoever Not you want at that no. point. You can wait yep, exactly. Although you say defensive line is second on on your list behind corner, uh, it would be offensive tackle, and I'd have. Yeah, I got inside linebacker pretty high. I know the, I the, know pack, the Packers don't. I well, I'm not the Packers. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying they're going to. I'm saying they have. You know, listen. The kid Barnes had a nice rookie year, but he missed some time. Martin is a rookie. He also was injured and missed some time, and they're not, neither one of them is a great cover linebacker. I think they're both good. I think they're both good young players, and I'm not giving up on either one of them. They can both be on the field, but don't they need a, like a linebacker that can cover? I mean, how many times did they get beat over the middle last year? No, that was no. They were picking apart if, in the middle last year. Even if you get even if you get one of them hybrids, you know, a safety's kind of like a, a big safety who kind of like like Raven Green was doing before he got hurt because he's too small to actually do it. Like a big Raven Green. Yeah, I agree with you. I could see them addressing it, but I wouldn't put it in my top three or four needs. I I think really? that no, I think that I <laughs> I'm comfortable I mean, with yeah. I'm comfortable with who they have. If they can upgrade the, the interior defensive line, that's going to provide some help as well. And then the cornerback, offensive tackles are all needs I'd put above it. And now on and, and now on the line is Zaven Collins of Tulsa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh if he's, he, I don't think he'll make it 29, but if he's there, I'd be really hard not to take him. I, th- I think the Packers is low as, as, do we call Did it low? Do we call it low? Him, right? yeah. Do we call it low or high if you're picking like 29th? <laughs> is that low, right? Yeah, so as low as, argument, right? I don't know. as low as you're, it's, it's like, is, are you, do you turn the air up or down? Uh, so, but as, <laughs> as, as low as the Packers are picking at 29, I still think, with the talent pool this year, they're gonna they're gonna get to pick a really good player. But I, I look, I would would you hate it? I think it would be a, a boon for this team if they somehow land Kyle Fuller and they draft Asante Samuel or your guy Mark, and they just load up on corner. Goot's been known to do that. Oh yeah, they need corner. They need, he's been known I to do that. I think they need three. 
Because then Chan and Sullivan, if Chan and Sullivan goes back to being your dime, if Chan and Sullivan is the, the dime cornerback after the season he put together last season and what he did two years ago, now he's appropriately slotted, no pun intended. Yep. And, th- and now the cornerback position is just humming. The Packers have a, a chance to make that a, a position of huge strength. But a lot of things have to fall their way. You know, that's, there's a money thing. Fuller has to decide he wants to come to Green Bay. The Packers may not even be interested this time around for whatever reason. We don't know. We just have no idea what... We have no idea what this, the situation is there. I'm a little surprised they're not even in the mix, or again, but again, just because you're not in the mix or the buzz. Um, Adoree Jackson is making the rounds. He's, he was with the Giants. He, or he's supposed to meet with the Giants, the Eagles, the Raven. There's like four or five teams that, that are all um, interested in, in Adoree Jackson. That's a guy, again, now he missed last year, but he's still young. He's only 25. Former first-round pick, and he's also – a return guy, mm-hmm. which the last I looked up, the Packers could use one of those as well. The Packers, don't when they sign somebody, you don't hear about it. So there's a chance, even though he's got all these, these visits lined up, there's a chance that the Packers are having conversations with him, and we might and find we out when we wake up tomorrow that. morning that he's standing on Lambeau Field like Julius Peppers, <laughs> and that's how we find out that he's joined. That's the, a good point. He's, the, he's, one, he's joined, the, joined the, the Green Bay Packers, but you know, that's just the that guys just, you hear the Packers have been talking about, they never signed. Right, right. I was going to say one little nugget to uh, Bill Huber. Huber of Sports Illustrated wrote an article, and one of his sources said that the cornerback markets, uh, a lot of the players who have gone so far and who are the hot names, so to speak, they're uh, out of Green Bay's price range is what this source said. So take that as you will, but that's kind of, you know, at least room temperature what we're what is oh, yeah. being perceived right now, I guess you could say. But the Packers' big free agent moves, you know, using my air quotes here for big, it was keeping this roster together, you know, keeping Aaron Jones. Yeah. That was their move because this was a Super Bowl caliber roster mm-hmm. in 2020. Oh, you sure. can't argue that. They they lost an NFC Championship game not because of a lack of talent. It was a lack of execution. They missed their last Two tackle. Kevin King, Kevin King had a rough game. Shannon yeah. Sullivan, Aaron Jones had that fumble, yep. the Rodgers interception. I mean, there was, there was just miscues all over. If they had played at the level that they had been at for most of the year, they probably would have won that game. So I think what the Packers are looking to do is just we know that we have the Super Bowl caliber roster. Goody did what he had to do. They moved, I think Tom Silverstein said, about $24 million in cap charges from this year to 2022. I mean, that's their big move, everyone. There might be, I do expect them to still dabble in free agency. I hope it's Kyle Fuller, but chances are it's going to be a middle-tier person, maybe a veteran one-year deal who can at least provide some stability for them um, so they're not solely reliant on you know a rookie coming in. But those were the big moves, keeping Preston Smith, extending uh, Bakhtiari, Clark, re-signing Jones, all of that. That was kind of, so to speak, they're all in because they're yeah, just trying to run this back. Tendering Tunyon, yeah. Yep, Sullivan, yep. Yeah, well, I mean, you're right. You're right. I mean, if I, you know, when last season, a year ago now, or as we got closer to the season, so a little less than a year ago, you had back the Ari Clark, Jones, King, Lindsley, and Lindsley. Jamal Williams. Big, well, yeah, Jamal too. I mean, we'll talk about him a little bit later. But um, if I, you know, if you told me then that they were going to keep back the Ari Clark and Jones, I would have said, and but and not and nobody else. I would have said, I'll take that. You know, I mean, you can't keep everybody. In a, in a, in a salary-capped world, this is impossible. You can't, 
it's just, you know, it's not feasible unless a guy just doesn't, like, really doesn't want any money and says, yeah, I'll come back for a minimum. But that's, you know, come on, you can't ask that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to, to keep those three and not really cut, like, we all thought, you know, we, we all had, Paul, you wrote it, I wrote it, we all, everybody wrote it. These guys could all be cut mm-hmm. or possible cuts. Well, they cut Kirksey, who really didn't have a good year and, and became, he played like, what, one game at near the end of the year, he played like 13 snaps. Well, you're not going to keep a guy that only plays 13 snaps for $4 million. When, when as you said, you know, you, you like Barnes and Martin, and I do too. Barnes and Martin are younger and much more affordable than, than Kirksey. Yep. I still think they could have got it can cover a little better, but that's another story. Um, and they cut Rick Wagner, who was basically a backup tackle. I mean, and you know, he started some games out of, out of need. But again, you can't pay a backup the kind of money that Wagner was going to make. So they really didn't, other than Lindsley, and since Andy's our boss, Tim Boyle, they <laughs> yeah. haven't really lost anybody. Yeah, no, they it's did. Just, they did. They did pretty well. I think they did pretty well for themselves. I mean, and they're going to have. And you, you got to hope they they will. I mean, they'll sign someone. Like like Paul said, it might not be. It might be a middle, but it'll be a start. I hope they get a start. I really hope they get a starting corner. Um, but, but if you and just go, absolutely, and if you go up and down this roster, I know it. It comes with free agency in the territory of oh, we got to go sign someone, we got to go upgrade. It's like just look at this roster though. This was the number one scoring offense in football. They have an all pro edge rusher, an all pro corner, the best safety duo in football, one of the best interior defensive linemen in the game. Uh, Rashawn Gary's ascending. I know the defense from a number standpoint. They were middle of the road last year, but that side of the ball is absolutely loaded with talent. And like I said, the offense was number one in points per game. They have some of the top players, you know, Rodgers, top quarterback, Devontae Adams, top receiver, Aaron Jones, one of the top running backs, Darius Smith, one of the more productive edge rushers, Jair yeah. become a shutdown mm-hmm. corner. I mean, like Kenny Clark, just go through these rosters. They have Bakhtiari at left tackle. Absolutely. Mason Crosby. <laughs> there you go. The best they, they absolutely. We're just rolling on here with more and more. But you guys get my point when I'm where I'm going with this. This is a loaded roster, and Goody's move was just keeping it together for. And I know Mark, you wrote about this for pretty much one more. Like, hey, let's run it back once more and see what we can do. Well, so in terms of you guys mentioned offensive line, like Rick Wagner was let go, and Paul, you have that as a need. Mark, you have that as a, as a need. There was yeah. a. There, I mean, maybe not a high need, but a need. Well, there was a little bit of news that hit at the end of the week. Lane Taylor is visiting the San Francisco 49ers. So we don't know if the Packers have offered anything or if Lane Taylor's weighing his options. But we've talked about Taylor in depth on the offensive line and the fact that they, they tendered Josh Nijman, but he's very unproven at tackle. I know that the, the focus might be maybe a little bit more on pure tackles because that's where they're lacking more depth versus the interior, where they've got guys like John Runyon Jr., Simon Stepaniak that they might like. Jake Hansen was on the practice squad. I don't know if he figures into the future or not. But Lane Taylor visiting the 49ers, if the Packers aren't going to bring him back, are they still okay with some of that depth that I mentioned? And does that move offensive line up either of your boards? Mark, I'll start with you. No, it's where it is for for, for me. I think they need – well, we'll see what what they think they they need by whether they draft a tackle – or a center, and that'll tell you what they think of. I had the sneaky suspicion that, in their minds, Elton Jenkins is the right tackle of the future. I, I really, I mean, we'll see. That would be um, really interesting to me. 
It does not, it wouldn't shock me a little bit, but I'm, we'll, I mean, he's going to be, I mean, he's a great player. I don't know what they're going to do with him because I've, I've never seen, in all my years, I've never seen a guy that versatile. I've seen guys that could play guard and tackle. I've seen guys that could play center and guard. I've never, and, you know, maybe there's somebody out there that, that, that has done it, but nobody that I covered could be, and not just do it, but do it very well. I mean, he's, a, he's an all-pro guard, right? Pro Bowl hey. guard, whatever you want to call him. Hey, Mark, I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. do you think that at this point in his career, he's going into year three, that they just need to, and I know he's moved because pick of a spot. injury needs, but yeah. yeah, pick a spot. Yeah, pick just, a spot. Yeah. Do you think that's valuable, or just keep riding it out and seeing I, I mean, you would. My my gut instinct is, yeah, give him a spot. You know, they they did that with um with T.J. Lang, if you remember. He was going back and forth, guard. Tackle, oh yeah, guard, tackle, guard, tackle. and he struggled to tackle. He did, and then he finally made him a guard, and he became a very good guard. Uh, going way back, um, a guy, um, Mike Wall. You guys yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. he was drafted as a tackle. He was going to be their right tackle. He was, you know, they they spent a second round pick on 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 him, and. All of a sudden, you became a great guard. Um, so they, they, you know, teams have done that. But yeah, you're right. I would, I would like to see them pick a spot for him. And, and that's, I think, we'll know for for sure what they think of him at the end of this draft, or maybe even by the third day of the draft. If if they draft a tackle early, okay, then he's going to be their center or, or maybe guard, whatever. Um, but if they, if they like. I thought for sure they were, and Paul, I think you were, you agreed with me on this. I thought for sure they were taking a tackle somewhere last year. A hundred percent. Yeah, I had them take one in the first round, um, and they didn't. They didn't take one in any round, and, they, and then they took, you know, three interior players, you know, albeit late, but they took three interior players. One of whom looks like he might be pretty good, and the other one, you know, fell to the sixth round because he had a bad knee. So they've bolstered the interior. That's why getting back to the original Lane Taylor thing. Listen, he's a great, he's an unbelievable story. He's fought through so much adversity. It's really a shame. I mean, I don't often feel sorry for players because, you know, they make a ton of money and whatever. But I, I feel really, I mean, the poor guy, I mean, he wins a starting job and he gets hurt and loses, you know. Then he, then everyone thinks his career is over. They're, they're going to get rid of him. They're going to, he's no, you know. And he comes back, takes a pay cut, comes back, wins the job again, and then tears his knee up. But guess what? Football's a game of, you know, you have to be able to play. You know, we, we talk about Kevin King like that, getting hurt so much. Well, Lane Taylor, and that's two season-ending injuries in two years. Are you rolling the dice again on him? I mean, I know it's just it's just for, for depth purposes, but I'd rather have John Runyon right, right now. Well, and the Packers... I think the Packers like Runyon. I think we'll, we'll get our hand tipped there when they start mini-camps and training camp and we get a chance to see what kind of lineups they go with and obviously there's a whole draft to go I but you guys have renewed my hope not that I wasn't hopeful about the Packers this season I am I always am I mean is if if Aaron Rodgers is healthy and he's the quarterback and you know they, that'll that'll win them six seven games by itself and then you throw in the rest of these guys and all of a sudden here you are 11 12 wins and you're hosting playoff games like they do every year but this roster is in pretty good shape. There's not a whole lot really to to complain about. Well, and, they have to do and, one thing. They have to do one thing, please. One major thing. They have they have to teach Jordan Love how to go out and take a knee because Boyle's gone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
Now, and try I, to gain a yard when he does it like Boyle did. No. I'm, I'm still saying Tim Boyle's <laughs> knee pad needs to make it into the Packers Hall of And I'm not even joking. I'm serious. Like I, That would be something like 20 years from now that someone would be like, why is this guy's knee pad in the in the Hall of Fame? And, you know, all the stories about that was literally – I mean, the man, he never threw a pass in a, in a game. It was always like – Running the ball, and I just want to see him chuck it just once, but he didn't end up getting it, getting the opportunity, which is good because if Tim Boyle's throwing a pass in a game, that means something really bad happened to Aaron Rodgers. So we definitely don't. Well, we'll see him throw. Hopefully, we'll see him throw passes for Detroit next year. That's right, absolutely. And speaking of Detroit, real quick, Jamal Williams is a Detroit Lion. He will not be back with the Green Bay Packers. He signed a deal with Detroit. Did was announced he will wear number thirty. For the Lions, who are making some moves, and who knows? You know, they're trying to do the right thing, but they traded away Matt Stafford and brought in Jared Goff at quarterback, so I guess that might be something that could negate a lot of the other things that they're doing. I know Jared Goff was a Super Bowl quarterback just a few years ago, but the rest of that team was pretty darn good, too. So the the running back room, Jamal Williams not coming back, we knew that, but him being in the division... I they've got other running backs. I don't think Jamal Williams is going to be a huge factor, but it is going to be tough for me to watch him taking carries against the Green Bay Packers. Paul, what say you? Yeah, I agree. I mean, Jamal Williams, he was just one of those fan favorites. You played hard on the field. You love the person that he was off of it. So, but wish him nothing but the best and hopefully he does well in Detroit and gets some carries and, you know, is able to keep being productive with his career. Yeah. And that's Mark's take right there. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I love him all. I, you know, and for what he got, I almost wish somehow the Packers, he didn't get mm-hmm. much at all. That's right. Which surprised me. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of wish they could have capped him, but A.J. Dillon's got, you didn't take A.J. Dillon in the second round to be the third guy of his, for his whole career. So uh, um, it was a move that had to be made. And him going to Detroit, that kind of surprised me a, a little bit, more than a little bit. I, I thought they were more running back needy teams. And I thought he would get more money, too. But um, the, the thing is, I mean, so I'll, I'll root against him twice a year, but I'll definitely root for him four times a year mm-hmm. to play the Bears and Vikings. And I tell you what, I think the Lions might be better than the Bears right now. Oh, I think that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair. It's 100% the moves, fair. The, the, the Bears are... That both teams have made so far, I mean, the Bears have done nothing but lose pretty good people. And the Lions have added... Lions got Brockers, right? I mean, that's going to help their defense a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Goff, I don't know. I mean, he, like you said, he did go to a Super Bowl. He's been up and down his career, but um, I, and, and the Lions have the what seventh pick of the draft. They should get a pretty good player there. You would Never think it was Galladay, but they didn't have him all last year anyway. Right? He was hurt most of the year. Right. So you would think. You would think. So we'll see what ends up happening, but. Before we get out and head out, and man, the Packers better do something next week. We gotta, we gotta have something fun to talk about. Uh, what is going on this week over at Packer Report, Mark? Uh, I'm going to start my draft series. Um, I've talked to uh, three different scouts: two in the NFC, one in the AFC. Three guys that follow, you know, that do the college. One's a director of college scouting. Um, one's an assistant general manager. So I, I talk to three guys. I do it every year. I done it every when I back when I was covering Philly as well, and starting uh, Monday, um, you know, I'll have two stories a week for the next five, five weeks on a different p- position. So I think next week will be quarterbacks and running backs, uh, just listing the, their top five, like a, a consensus of their top five, and then maybe like a sleeper, and then how it affects the Packers each position, how it affects the Packers. Quarterback obviously is not, not a big deal for the Packers, but. Um, 
other positions obviously are. And we'll, so get, get ready for a, some, some hard hitting draft coverage. We are. Or, or at least draft some draft coverage. I don't know how hard hitting it'll be. Yeah, we're getting into draft, <laughs> well, we're getting into draft season and it's going to be some shakeups here at Pack-A-Day. Little spoiler alert for everybody. Uh-oh. You'll Uh-oh. see some, you'll see some shakeups with the groups that are going to be covering and talking about the draft. So more on that to come very soon. But Paul Brettel, the very busy Paul Brettel, with all of the entities and everything that you've got going on, Packers Unrestricted, Dairyland Express, Cheesehead TV, what's happening this next week? Uh, for the most part, just rolling with the punches, seeing where the offseason takes us. Uh, Cheesehead TV on Friday, I wrote about uh, what I just discussed earlier, about how the retaining the roster was the Packers' big offseason moves. Uh, over at Dairyland Express, I, ha- I have an article up on uh, Rogers' roster bonus and the Packers turning that down. So a couple good things there, and then, like I said, just rolling with the punches. You still doing Brewers and, and Buck stuff, too, or? Yeah, I throw that up. I throw that up occasionally. <laughs> You're busy. <laughs> Ain't no rest now, for the wicked, man. Now Wisconsin stuff too. Like, you, were you read right about Wisconsin beating who they beat tonight? North Carolina. Uh, I was. I have some notes down if, for to potentially put something up about uh, Brad Davison's performance. Okay, was impressive. All right. Oh, if you, if you, I'm the only one. I guess I'm the only one that didn't watch basketball. I was at the park uh, with with my son and my girlfriend throwing the football around. I had to get him ready for his first flag football game tomorrow. So uh-huh. I'm really, Are I'm really, I am, I'm really excited. He's going to play quarterback, so Uh-oh. I might have some fun clips to put up on Twitter. So you know, I want I, I want updates. I want score updates. Oh, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. We're working on and stats. I want stats like he's six for nine. For well, we're seven. we're Submit watching the some old football focus. There you go. We're we're watching some old, <laughs> old Lombardi film, the power sweep, all that good stuff. So there's a lot of buzz around him. Buzz, <laughs> tons of buzz. A lot of buzz about this opening flag football opener tomorrow. That's right. Well, we're recording. Favored? Well, is team favorite or what's the line? It's I nine, so it's they don't even keep score. <laughs> it's so it's so uh, you know it's a bummer that way. But that's you know for his age group, he's seven. That's, no, so that's actually a good thing. in his age group, that's it is a good really thing. Good and for the for the parents is. though, you know we still keep score. So <laughs> so those things those things matter. But uh, we're recording this on Friday night. Speaking of buzz, uh, some of us might want to get our buzz on. So I'm going to let us. We're going to head. We're going to head out. Everybody enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have a good week. As always, stay safe and go Pack Go. world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring this podcast unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness deep relaxation purification and rejuvenation 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system.